I didn't take the fish from the goddamn water. The fishermen of the British Isles who came to Newfoundland during the summer months called fishing people. The problem of survival. Member for Half a million souls. Order, please. Order, please. Hello, everybody. Thank you for putting up with the 11 to 12 month hiatus, but the Independent Flagship Podcast is back. My name is Drew Brown. I'm the editor in chief of the uh, Newfoundland and Labrador Independent. I'm here with Andy Bullman. We're doing this podcast thing again. It's going to be really fun. As part of the show today, we're going to do a general roundup of things that are on the go. Uh, although I don't think I can say that because that might be copyrighted by CBC St. John. So, <laughs> so we're going to find out what's up. Yeah. Uh, what are the hacks? <laughs> yeah. What is what is happening? <laughs> we are going to be talking about a roundup of local political news, what is good and bad on the internet, and we're going to be talking with Connor McCann about his experience as Chess Crosby's Instagram ghostwriter from the 2019 election. It's going to be great. Yes, there's been a lot of politics in the last two months, although not necessarily all of it local. Um, it's been a little bit distracting, actually, with, you know, the dumpster fire oh. south of the border. But yeah, I mean, lots of interesting and important things have been going on here. Um, last week, St. John's City Council passed its uh, campaign finance reform, which is awesome, and I think a really good blueprint for the rest of us, which will never be followed um, at the provincial level. But So wait, can you explain that? that to me because I don't think I, I know Councillor Ian Frode put it forward, but I don't totally understand how it's going to change how this, does it mean that corporations can't donate to campaigns? Uh, yes. So I think corporate and union donations are being phased out. So the 50% of whatever the legal limit was can be given in 2021. I, I don't remember what that is. I should really have read about these things before coming on a show to talk about it. I think it's fine. No one remembers the money, any the numbers. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so like it's 50% corporate union donations for 2021. Um, they're phased out altogether for 2025. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, individual donations, I think, are down from like the max you can give is down to 1000 from 2000 and anything over $100 has to be disclosed publicly. So... <laughs> Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. It's wow. it's really, really, really good finance, uh, campaign finance reform. Say, so what are the outcomes of that going to be? Does that mean that like, does it? Yeah, if... so the basic the, ba- <laughs> the basic idea is that like in order to raise, so like right now as it stands, in order to like raise the money necessary to get elected, you just have to get like a couple really big checks from various real estate developers or other business interests that may or may not align with what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But under the new legislation, you would actually have to like get a large number of small donations from a whole bunch of people which means it's more likely that the candidates would actually have like broad public support and need to appeal to actual voters rather than just cutting large checks from corporate or union interests, uh, which in theory should lead to like more representative council and better democratic outcomes. Uh, I would argue, and I imagine that was the logic behind the reform. Well, yeah. you summed up that. That was beautiful. <laughs> okay, I understand. And uh, it gives me some hope. So. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm really excited to see what that does. I think it'll do really good things for the city over the course of like the next decade. I think we'll start seeing some cool changes here. Uh, it'd be really nice if the province could follow suit because then, you know, we would have better provincial politics, which seems sort of important considering the city is often 
handicapped by the laws that the province does or does not actually do anything with. Uh, yeah, and that leads me to talk about Eddie Joyce. I'm so sorry to say his name, but I won't okay. say it two more times. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> just shows up. <laughs> uh, independent Eddie Joyce could be suspended for continuing noncompliance with disclosing financial records. So that means that some people think he may have violated the conflict of interest. Yeah. So that's happening provincially. Kind of exciting to watch, but there's also this part of me that thinks maybe he didn't violate and he's just being difficult because that is sort of Eddie Joyce's jam. <laughs> it's just to like slow everything down and make it well, hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Eddie Joyce and the conflict of interest and or uh, House Management Commission ethics stuff is an ongoing saga. Um, actually, um, Eddie has basically been continuing to live in that like may 2018 period litigating everything that happened that led to his expulsion from caucus which uh, honestly yeah i don't really blame the guy for continuing to live in spring 2018 because i would like to go back there too (laughs) given the option i'd go back to last week (laughs) yeah but yeah 2018 uh, it was a simpler time (laughs) yeah Yeah. in comparison definitely I mean, obviously, like under existing rules, there are some disclosure requirements. Like there's usually a list of like who donated what to which parties and stuff come out and put out by the elections process. But I mean, there's no like limits on donations. So it's mostly if you if you read through uh, elections and all finance reports, it's pretty fun. Uh, you'll see a whole bunch of like small like hundred dollar donations from people and then just like five big twenty thousand dollar checks from like Johnson Insurance or various construction companies and stuff. So like, yeah, so. Unlike in the city of St. John's, where people who get elected will actually need to, like, talk to people and convince a whole bunch of, like, little people to give them money to deal with their issues. The province just, like, the political parties just accept big checks from whoever needs government to do stuff. Lobbying. Yeah, and they just bankroll whoever the party picks to run um, (laughs) without having to actually, you know, like, deal with, like, regular people and their petty concerns about, you know, quality of life and poverty and boring stuff. (laughs) Speaking of quality of life, also, should we talk about the universal basic income? Yeah, the NDP put forward a private member's motion, possibly bill. Don't really remember the distinction. Um, this is why I never finished my doctorate in political science. Um, <laughs> I think there are other reasons. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the NDP put forward this uh, motion to start an all-party committee to examine a universal basic income program, which is pretty exciting. Did that happen a long time ago, though? I feel like Jerry Rogers tabled that motion for that a long time ago. Am I wrong? I don't remember i mean i know there's a tendency of like the ndp has put forward many motions that have been passed uh with great excitement by everybody and then just nothing happens Mm. um i mean that's sort of i think that's sort of happening with the democratic reform committee after the previous one died before the last election they started a new one i don't think anything's really happening with that right now okay but not to like dash all hope (laughs) a a universal basic income i feel like because of the current pandemic i think that people are more open to the idea that it's needed. Yeah, I think the conversation has definitely shifted in that direction. I mean, there's some recognition that, like, something has to give um, in terms of the way social services are funded um, and people being able to afford to live generally here. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where it goes because there, I mean, UBI is a really interesting concept in that, like, there are a number of ways to roll it out. Some of them are better than others. Um like the 
the cynical paranoid side of me has always sort of seen like UBI is really cool, except for what if they just start cutting us like, you know, the, the, the basic income level and then they can roll back the public provision of services because now suddenly the government's giving everybody a check. And if you don't save for healthcare, that's on you. So it's not our problem anymore. I mean, there's sort of like there's like the neoliberal light nightmare side of UBI. But then there's also the yeah, it would be good if everybody had a basic like two thousand dollar a month to fall back on. So if you do lose your job suddenly like you aren't completely fucked it's working in some countries it works in denmark it works in iceland right i guess i honestly don't i don't know i've been kind of in like a political provincial politics like tunnel vision for the last two years okay well (laughs) i know that they did a pilot project in ontario and it went well yeah i mean like the pilot for like where it has been rolled out it has sort of proven pretty successful and quite popular but successful and popular don't necessarily translate into Newfoundland Labrador policy decisions. Hmm. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) And then on that same note, the Green New Drinks? Yeah, Green New Drinks, which I think is social justice co-op. Yes. They just had a forum last night about raising the minimum wage to $15, which I think is uh, still really low, uh, but I'm for. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's a step in the right direction. Um, I... Yeah, I think there was a poll done last week, maybe that showed something like 91% of people are in favor of raising the minimum wage to $15 either very soon or over a gradual period, which is, honestly, I was a bit shocked to see overwhelming support for that. But that's a pretty good sign, I think. I think it's a good sign, too. And I think we should hold on to those and just grasp them in our cold hands. Yes. Um, And the last thing I I feel like we should talk about in our political roundup is um, what's happening south of the border. Yes. Well, I mean, as as of this recording, we actually still don't really know what's happening. I think we're all waiting for like Nevada to yeah. uh, announce some results and or be disrupted by the president. Who knows? It's it's pretty cool. Versus, I mean, I, I don't think there's been like multiple days of ballot counting since like the 19th century. So this is a nice blast from the past. Yeah. And um, how was your the first night? Um, you know, it was okay. I stayed up till 2.33 a.m., got really drunk, went to bed when Donald Trump declared victory for no reason. Decided, like, all right, I've had enough of this. Uh, <laughs> good, good, yeah. Just cut yourself off when it gets to the worst. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I don't need to be up for this part. Um, I was up till one and I went to bed. Um, I made the mistake of actually um, Facebook messaging our producer, Luke Quinton, uh, who lived in Texas and was saying, I, I have a really good feeling about Texas. And he was like, oh, no. And he linked me to a guy who uh, was completely right and said, was telling people not to trust Texas. And yeah. here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to bed after, shortly after that because I was like, well, I, mean, I shouldn't have talked to anyone who lived in America. That was a bad <laughs> idea. I went to bed and I told my husband, uh, who usually comes to bed around 3.34, you know, wake me up when you come to bed. Let me know how the election's going. And he woke me up and he was like, Hey, it's not looking good. <laughs> it's looking, it's looking pretty bad. And then I couldn't go back to sleep, so I just got up and watched. Uh, so that night I had like two and a half hours sleep, which is uh, which is yeah. awful. Don't wake someone up and tell them things are going. Yeah, poorly. no. Generally, you, you wait till like the natural wake up for the. Bad yeah, night. yeah. If it's going poorly, let that person rest. It might be the last time they rest. <laughs> like, yes. I was awful, but um, things things seem to have turned around a little bit, and I I'm feeling some hope. 
a little hope. Yeah, I mean, I try not to ever feel hopeful about U.S. politics these days. But, I mean, it, it seems like, yeah, we're headed for a situation where, like, Joe Biden will probably be the president of the United States, whether that's presiding over a obstructionist Republican Senate slash possibly House facing down a 6-3 conservative majority in the Supreme Court. It's going to be a mess. But, you know, it's at least hopefully Donald Trump will not be, like, the literal head of state uh in america that would be good for a number of reasons not the least of which is that like all the like huge shitheads all over the world that use this guy as a figurehead won't have him as a figurehead anymore which seems kind of nice mm -hmm. but <laughs> we live in cautious pessimism <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> default approach to like all american and even international affairs these days <laughs> Recently, The Independent published the amazing insider account of Chess Crosby's very strange, magically surreal Instagram account from the 2019 provincial election. And it's it's a truly an incredible story of political fan fiction and what goes into marketing during an election campaign. Um, and we're fortunate to have Connor McCann here, the man behind uh, Chess Crosby's novel on instagram yep. to talk a little bit about the experience how's it going good Drew. thanks for having me no problem i i want to start by just asking you how did it come up how did the how did you get the offer to run his instagram and how long did you mull it over or was it like would i be surprised how quickly you accepted uh so my my partner is a is a photographer and does kind of you know everything stills and editorial and lifestyle and uh she pretty much cold called like a bunch of different agencies in town was just like, Hey, I'm in St. John's now. Uh, if you have any work coming up, you know, I'd love to chat. And so this ad agency, creative agency reached out to her and said, Oh, we've got a project coming up. We definitely need a photographer, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have you on board. And I guess through their conversations, they're like, Oh, we need a copywriter as well. It's for like a political thing for BCs, you know, do you know anyone who'd be interested? And she's like, Oh yeah, hundred percent. So that's how I got my foot in the door there. Um, and, and at that point it was like, I think my rent was late. I needed the money. So I said, yeah, hundred percent. I'll, I'll, I'll do this project. Yeah. Why not? So I, I got to ask, was it, was it your idea to sort of do the really, um, the flourish uh, in the captions or was that something that the agency recommended? It was a real, it's really Hemingway. <laughs> it's, and I'm, and I was like, you must've done that on purpose. It, I mean, you know, I, I, my, my background is is news and and radio at that so uh like writing someone's instagram posts professionally uh was pretty new for me so i kind of was like oh okay like i talked to my client and said hey you know just for me can i get a template of, of how you want this to read stylistically like just so i know what direction you want and they're like yeah sure so they sent me back um just like a page of really you know <laughs> intricate prose i think is the only way you could you describe it and then i said oh, okay so like i cut that down as much as i could and then i was like so something like like this maybe and they're like yeah yeah perfect 100 percent i was like really this is what you want to go for for like the instagram <laughs> captions and they're like yeah yeah we think that'll work and i was like okay so like beyond that then it just became a project i guess to kind of see how and well i could write what what turned out to be 
fan fiction about <laughs> Jess Crosby. I mean, yeah, in a sense, it worked really well. I mean, the Jess Crosby Instagram was sort of like a phenomenon low-key for a lot of people during the election. Oh, yeah. I saw lots of, like, Newfoundland famous people retweet it and comment. I saw Mark Critch mention it. Like, it was delightful. It definitely kept people entertained. Yes, I mean, it was it was genuinely, like, great creative writing. I, I, awesome. I stand by the quality of the writing. It's just kind of strange, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> given just, the context of what I was trying to do. Definitely an unorthodox medium for it, maybe, but it was, I mean, that's, I think, what made it work so well. Yeah, this... yeah I think the photos that it was often paired with, too, were, for me, really funny, because sometimes it felt like Chess was doing something kind of mundane, and then the... <laughs> the tweet was so surreal well, that <laughs> or would the be, Instagram post was it so was, surreal. Yeah, it was just going to these campaign stops. Then like one of them was, was like a, a Wii Sports tournament, I guess. <laughs> to which... So absurd. Yeah, to which it was like, okay, well, you know, so so my partner uh, went to that event, got photos, sent them to me and just gave me this brief rundown of, of what was happening, of which you can kind of tell that entire story with just the photo. And so then I had to kind of get on there and be like, Try to make that an extra journey. Oh. Something, something. Well, can for... you read us the Wii Sport one? I so here's the problem. A lot of these posts are gone now. They right. they do not exist. Yeah. So what I've got is I had to go through all these like, you know, Twitter threads and Facebook stuff that where people had you know saved the photo mm. just to rag on it. But I, I, I do have this one. This one I liked. This one I thought I was pretty proud of. I remember kind of finishing this and being like, nailed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just it's you know, chess looking. You know, you see Dwight Ball and that kind of legendary chin right in the in the, yeah, the foreground there, and then chest in the background looking yeah. looking Strong, at him. Proud. <laughs> and uh, as he prepares to take the stage, chest glances over towards the premier, composed and ready to begin the debate. His years in the courtroom have made him accustomed and at ease in this arena, uh, which was heavily informed by Chess's Wikipedia page. Of course, which was also what I was given. To, right. to try and yeah so you never actually like sat down and talked to chess about any of this i guess no uh, no and i i wanted to um we we had one moment where you know we got we got a tour of i, I guess the the pc headquarters right um up on the hill and, and we got to kind of like duck our head into his office and kind of go oh hey we're you know those two people who are who are doing your social media thing and he was like oh right on <laughs> and that was that was kind of the gist of it um and I, I asked a few people, like, from, you know, staffers who were around and, and our, our client, I was like, you know, is there any way I can just sort of, like, get five minutes just to chat with him and, and talk? And it was like everyone around him was like, no, 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 he's, he's far too busy. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm like, not a communications person, although if someone wanted to hire me for that, I would accept the job. But I, I would have to assume that, like, writing someone's social media – You'd have to meet the person. Well, and I mean, yeah, spend five minutes with them. even on the other side of it, like if 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 I was having somebody write social media copy for me, I'd at least want to sit, yeah, like five minutes, be like, okay, so what are what are we doing? What are we working with? Make sure you get this. Make sure you like don't get yeah. this other stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd think. I mean, I was luck, lucky enough um, because it was my partner who was doing the the, the photos and was kind of going around to these events. Mm-hmm. She actually got to you know chat a little bit here and there with chess and was the one who was kind of like oh he's actually got like a really good sense of humor like if you do get him candid and get him talking he's, he's quite funny yeah he, he's he's an interesting guy for sure definitely yeah. it just makes me want to hire you to write like 
John Crosby fan fiction. <laughs> I want you to do like the whole family dynasty. 100%. Like what? It'll be like a, what is it, a thousand years of solitude, the Crosby edition. The Crosby edition. Oh my God. Oh God. It just ends with Newfoundland sinking into the water. Yeah. And just like imagining like the scene of the banana plantation, except it's all like a fish processing center. Like... Well, we just wrote the NLRs grand, I think. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. So during this process, did you get fired or just um, let go? Or just like a separation happened without too much discussion? Uh, it, it, was kind of, it was kind of just um, thanks, here's your money, we'll see you around kind of thing. Which uh, Have you seen them around? No. <laughs> it was it was also at this point in time where I was like, oh, maybe I can be, maybe I can I can do a little ad stuff. Maybe I can sell mm. my morals just a touch. And then I kind of realized that I was not very good when it came to sort of copywriting in an, in an ad capacity mm. or a marketing capacity. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I never got a call back to work with them again, but. Uh... Well, I mean, maybe, maybe now that, you know, the world knows <laughs> uh, the creative genius behind Chess Crosby's fantastic Instagram, maybe you will start uh, fielding a few more marketing uh, requests, I guess. And you didn't have to sign an NDA, which I was really surprised by. I was very happy by that. On yeah, my wait, favorite well, part of the story. That was kind of how even the idea to just write it down started. Was Drew and I were, were talking about this, and I was just telling him this this wild and strange story. And by the end of it, I kind of it struck me. I was like, I never, I never signed anything for that. I was like, I know I didn't get paid in cash, but I outside of that, I'm mm-hmm. like, it was pretty much just like, you know, yeah. here you go. I'm like, I didn't sign anything. And I looked back, and I was like, no, no, don't see any contracts yeah. going one way or the other so i was like oh okay i, I guess mean, i guess i'm free to tell this story if i yeah. want yeah i mean it's you know it's not especially like scandalous it's no. just really funny it's yeah. so funny it's great <laughs> yeah yeah so this is like a really like well-kept secret right like you didn't tell anybody until we published it basically yeah i well i was just coming off the back of working with vocm for almost like a year, year and a half a bit more than that i think um which was very much like they're like, if you, if you so much as, as whisper to a friend what your political affiliation is, you've, you've sunk your career as a journalist, which is kind of seems to be like the broad idea of it, which it's fair, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I can confirm there's a little bit of truth to that. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, oh, man, if, I, if I, anyone finds out that I'm doing this Instagram account, that's going to like mar me as a journalist. I'm never going to be able to do politics here because people don't think I'm biased or something um so I, I kept it quiet professionally and then also I think personally I just thought it was a little strange because I probably wouldn't be someone who would vote PC mm-hmm. uh so it just seemed I think odd socially so I just kind of kept it really under wraps and then you know my, my parents knew and, and obviously my partner and and a couple of close friends but I would be at places at parties or, or even working you know part-time jobs where people would be talking about it in front of me. They'd be like, oh, it's just so weird. Like, who would even write like this? This, Like, oh, what a weird way to do this. And I'd be kind of, you know, just like, oh, yeah, strange, hey? (laughs) Really something. That's so uncomfortable. I feel terrible. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) So so eventually, like, being able to kind of just, like, out myself and go, like, it was me. Yeah, you came out of the closet. Yeah. (laughs) The fanfic (laughs) conservative PC closet. Yeah. I, I, what I love about the story is that you took the job because I will take any job when I'm broke. Mm-hmm. And, and when there's so much job, people like act like they wouldn't, but like, of course you would. I, oh man, yeah, and I hurt you. I'd be Chess Crosby's Instagram writer if 
I was hurting if, for if sure. I was still, yeah, if I was still like a full-time freelancer and someone's like, hey, do you want to write a politician's Instagram and you can, you know, have fun with it? Absolutely. Oh, my God. That would be great. Oh, Drew, yeah. I really hope that it happens for you one day because I think that'd be really funny. Uh, well, you know, it's good to have a backup career <laughs> yeah. for this journalism thing doesn't work out. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other great questions to ask you, but I think the story has me... F- flabbergasted i i just love it um i mean it i, I like that uh, chess crosby himself seemed to have a pretty good time with the story being published yes uh, but he tweeted at you what did he say he uh he fact-checked me on twitter yes. which you know I was, I was having dinner with my parents i think and my phone was going off and a friend of mine was like chess crosby just fact-checked you on twitter and i was like oh no like i'm Oh, I'm gonna have to get yeah. into a big Twitter fight or something. I don't know how Twitter works. Like, I gotta go and do this. And it was him. Well, just, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, it was him just being like really kind of tongue in cheek. Funny about it was like, well, actually, you know, I didn't was, actually study with the Buddha. Yeah, I was in, I was <laughs> yeah. in India when I did my meditation studies. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's that's really funny. Like, that's a great perfect response to it. Yeah, and a little braggy. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, likes totally. He was like, actually, I am very fascinating. Connor didn't quite get it right. Well, yeah, now, I mean, now I've got all these questions about, like, okay, so he was training in yoga in India. Like, has Chess Crosby ever achieved, like, transcendence? Has he overcome <laughs> the subject-object duality? Like, has Ch- you know, has Chess Crosby, like, touched the face of God? I really need to know this now. Like, this is the only thing I care about anymore. I, I genuinely, I genuinely believe, I, this is, you guys asked me before, like, oh, do you think, do you think this is the real Chess Crosby on his Twitter responding to, or do you think this is like another staffer? Go like try how, another go. Yeah, yeah. Like how how deep does it go? And I I choose to believe that it's it's actually Chess Crosby, if only for the fact that, you know, from every like political monitor or like BC person that we encountered, right up to a few months ago, I was I was at Bannerman having a coffee and like the table beside me was you know evidently like two guys from his office who were just kind of complaining about how tough it was to brand or market Chess Crosby. Mm. I was like, but, you know, he's got interesting things. He's got kind of cool backstory, like his politics and everything else aside. I'm like, he's a... He's a he's a good classic like Newfoundland eccentric, actually, I think. Yeah. I I think deep down, I think, you know, that's which... Yeah, I'm like, and what are you guys doing? You guys are hiring people like me to just write these weird essays about him under an Instagram page. So I'm like, yeah... Of course, it's tough for you guys to market him. So, uh, so I, I, I like to believe that it's actually Chess Crosby fact checking me on Twitter, so that he can go, yeah, like, I've done cool stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been shot at with rockets. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so absurd. Well, even he, because even otherwise, he's like, yeah, you know, let's get a beer sometime. And Do you think you'll get a beer with him? I, I don't. I think that's a, a polite thing to say. That being said, I would. 100% get a beer with him if uh, only yeah, just think, to sort I, of have that out-of-body experience of just like I, yeah I think I think Chess Crosby owes you a beer for the Instagram account well I, I, I want to know see the man drinking a beer I feel like he'd have like an after-dinner sherry no <laughs> see this is Snipped it pork at Christmas. <laughs> I want him I want him to come for the for the curveball I want to be like oh we're we gonna go for a beer and he's just gonna be like uh let's go to the captain's quarters they got you know <laughs> two for three India boy come on <laughs> Like, let's just go to Georgetown and do karaoke. They sell their Thirsty Thursdays at Normie's. It's been closed for a decade. I I want, I want. He gets a snifter of brandy. (laughs) I want to go down to the Harborside Park with a couple tins of like, what is that? Fax. Oh, yeah, the Fax 10. Yeah, and just. uh... Kick it old school, like you're in high school and it's like winter around the bay. And he doesn't get beer goggles, he just gets a little monocle. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's cool, it's cool. I'm fine. 
So I obviously, mean, like, Chess Crosby's next copywriter should be Andy Woolman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just can't see that happening. But, but I'm desperate for money, so I will do it, Chess. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening, Chess. Uh, Hunter, it's so delightful. This whole story is amazing. It's I hope, great. Yeah, it really is. It's so special. It was a, uh, yeah, thanks for... Thanks for having me on to, to talk about it. It was uh, fun, to, fun to write and recount, strange to be a part of. Yeah. <laughs> yes, those are usually the best stories. I guess I should do our, our new segment, which is sort of a internet roundup tweets and mm. facebook and tiktok and collection different... of good content yes. or content that's so bad it's good so the other night on um, the first night of the election i believe that was tuesday night yes <laughs> seems like it was like years ago doesn't it it's technically still <laughs> tuesday it feels like honestly <laughs> yeah. on that day trending in canada was um please america which is so polite in canadian <laughs> and i was just delighted um by how canadian that that trending was <laughs> so yes yeah yeah we, it's been it's been a good couple of days for like canadian smugness and performing that we're actually like better than america even though like we're not really but you know <laughs> this is uh matt Wright, a comic from portugal cove and he tweeted tune of that's amore when the glasses are big and she's wearing a wig that's fake melania <laughs> <laughs> so i was pretty delighted by that <laughs> um other internet roundups. Uh, one thing I really liked was a woman who just uh, asked people what they were eating, what they were stress eating, and uh, I think there was like 86 comments on that. <laughs> and uh, Miss Vicky's, uh, which were recalled the next day for glass contamination. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so. It's a real like metaphor for 2020. Even the comfort food it's trying to kill you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's the internet roundup. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um, I guess that's the podcast for this week. Is that right, Drew? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, we should ask for some money. <laughs> yes, um, The Independent is entirely funded by donors um, with a small, you know, pay whatever you can um, is our general ask. And so, yeah, we rely entirely on readers and listeners to help us do the work that we do. So, if, yeah, you would like to give us some money to help us do more and better work, that would be awesome. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, give the independent money. Yes. Cool.